Walking going, uh, you know. I can't do you Christopher know. Walken. I have tried, yeah. and I have failed miserably. In fact, oh, I believe man. there's there's audio uh, proof of that. That's on, why they're called on this Jeff's podcast. bad impressions. Yeah, well, well, impressions. he doesn't okay Michael Caine, but Biggs is the Michael Caine. Oh, I yeah. see. Wow. <laughs> my my, how your tune Boy, has changed. I remember you were like spicy. Yeah, yeah, I remember when he was telling Biggs, he's like, you know, Biggs, you do a decent Michael Caine, but Jeff's got you beat. Now I he's have no idea now what you are talking about. Now he's yeah. flip flopped. He's he is, pitting he is you against no longer you. Yeah. And talking out of your ass. And what he doesn't realize is, I don't care. Yeah. It's like, well, you must. You just Big, went on a rant. Biggs can have that. <laughs> you Let just that, went on a rant. He just went on a big Jeff he, rant. He no, he didn't. It's Jeff. He goes on a rant. I go on a rant he, about it would still be anything, a anything and everything. Yeah, yeah, he he took about ten seconds to say what he had to say there. Earlier today, he went on a rant about ketchup. Yeah, what's your rant? Write to us. Comments <laughs> ah. at GeekShockPodcast. Well, that was a great episode. Yeah, yeah. all right, yeah, it's a quick one. All right, we like to thank Kofi members. <laughs> Actually, welcome to GeekShock number six hundred and fifty-four. <laughs> I am '80s Jeff, Commander K, Maple Leaf Matt, Ketchup Vlog, and Deb. And we're here to talk to you, Weekend Geek. Uh, so you're swapping out one host for another this week. Uh, host swapping. I, I, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't Dirty. be here last week with everyone, yeah. but uh, this week Todd couldn't be here with everyone. We put the so. keys in the fishbowl. Yes. Todd pulled out his keys and was like, "Okay, I'm out of here." Yep, and he went home. Name, have we ever seen Torgo and Jeff in the same place? Yes. Yes, we have six hundred plus many episodes. Times. <laughs> We have, but have we seen them? They are audio yeah. episodes. It could be six hundred episodes of lies. I, well, I would you, hope you that want... you you've seen them since we sit here together facing each other well, on the table. No, see, well, Vlarg. Jeff's on my right side normally, and Todd's uh-huh. on my left side. They could like run. He could run under the table really quickly. Well, Barry, that's wow. a great segue to say that if you want to see for yourself, come see us at. Amazing Las Vegas Comic Con here in Vegas. September 16th, 17th, 18th in the and, Las Vegas Convention Center. And we are booth number... 510. 510. 510. Come see 510. us. Booth number 510. Well, they won't see you. Yeah, I know. Uh, Mysteriously, the day's time yeah. will be there. Jeff will not. Well, I will be there probably in the mornings because, unfortunately, my job decided they weren't going to give me my requested time off. Boom. So afternoon wow. slash evening, I have to depart but i do plan on being there all three days for at least some of the time um so if you want to see jeff come early you got uh you got maple leaf and commander k gonna be there you got professor biggs gonna be there and then is gonna leave his house no Friday, but Saturday and Sunday. People, you don't understand. We can't get him to leave the house ever. Yes. For him to show up, it's the snuffleupagus. It's, it's mind-boggling. The, you're it, catching the golden snitch. Yeah, I I, I only saw yeah, him last we, night when he dropped off the recording board, and he was gone in less than five minutes. This past weekend, we went to the War Room Games auction. The, we did. Wait, is this a geeky things you did this Technically week? Technically, it is. Let's Technically, hold that. But yeah. Let's hold okay. that. Let's hold that. No, okay, hold that. No, 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 no,
Wow. And then he never misses the war. And then we're like, hey, let's go for lunch. And he looks at us and just shakes his head. There you go. No. Okay. He was busy. Well, yeah, he texted me. He said they didn't want to invite you, so I wasn't going to go. And I was like, good good for you. I know, and you went to the gaming auction. Uh, I have a a, a text from a certain somebody saying, I will not be there. Yeah, no, I wasn't going to make it. I was actually. What you're saying is you're. Full of shit. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so we'll, and we'll get into. Um, oh, we will. Yeah, we, we invited we you, okay? And yeah, we'll we get did. into that. I, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta pause this hey. for just a second because what Maple Leaf started off with something geeky that he did this week without saying I didn't do anything, mm. and then thinking about it for a second yeah. to oh see whether God, he did or did. didn't do anything. Yeah. It's like fucking opposite. Uh, yeah, but you know it why? Really you know why? Because he was on the attack. Ah. Uh. Yeah, he'll <laughs> use his geekery to attack people. Gotcha. He has that one person every show. <laughs> what are you talking in. about? You're every show you pick on one person. No, I do not. Yes, you do. do that has become your you thing. You should go back. Right, right into the show and exp- tell me who I pick on each episode. All six. <laughs> All, All the ones you're on, which don't start until. Well, like, I want to see a pie chart. <laughs> we'll bring, we'll bring, we'll bring Mrs. Maple Leaf on and have her sit and and, and watch and see if it, that's it all we need. Happens. You put her in the corner in a chair, just watching him. He'll behave. <laughs> she's he'll get the eyes. <laughs> it's it the work, eyes. It doesn't work with the man to my left, and she's right across the table. So, <laughs> yeah. Well. Oh. It's, I, it's not even. There's no facial expression. It's just the eyes. All yeah. she has to do is like turn mm-hmm. her eyes on him, yeah. and he just gets that. Oh, it's yeah. like a beholder's gaze. Yeah. 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 Yep. <clears throat> Other than that, she's a very nice, lovely lady. Oh yeah. Well, anyways, let's not go that far. And, and cooks. Well, cooks well, I should say, I should call about that. She's a very roasted nice person Brussels to all of us, sprouts. just not Matt. Well, you know, <laughs> does she put bacon and uh, balsamic on the roasted yes. Brussels sprouts? Yes. Ooh, that's acceptable. Oh boy. The only way I want to eat them. Nom 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 nom. nom now nom, I'm hungry. Nom, 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 nom. There was a time I did not like Brussels sprouts. Oh, I don't like Brussels sprouts. Your tastes change. 80s, get control of the show. Let's go. <laughs> We're going to be talking about Brussels sprouts. No, I'm just Welcome gonna... to Brussels shock. Bring it back on the rails. Well, this no. show started as a show about Excel and accounting practices, and it just yeah. went off the rails since then, right? Well, this is, wow. the podcast itself started off as like a half hour of us talking about inane bullshit that Barry was pulling up on his laptop at the time. So What changed? Yeah, nothing has changed. Yeah. In, in 654 episodes, nothing has changed. Anyway, wow. what geeky things did you all do Say this week? Uh, we already we already know what Matt did. <laughs> Deb, what did you do this week? Well, I went to go see my mom for the Labor Day weekend because it was her birthday. That doesn't and, seem very geeky. Wow. Well, I took her to a movie. And okay. Of course, because you know Barry's not there, I got to pick a movie that I wanted to see. Bridgerton, oh. the movie. Uh, Three thousand years of longing. How so, was that? Wow. It's been getting a lot of critical acclaim. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. What's it til- about? It's Tilda Swinton. Swinton, yes. Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba. Yep. Star, and both of them are very talented actors. It, it's kind of like a historical movie mixed with a romance. All right. And the romance gets there kind of sideways, in my opinion. But I, I love historical based stories and movies and books and so that that actually is the part that drew me to the story Idris Alba plays a djinn um, who ends up telling Tilda Swinton's character who finds him pretty much his life story of captivity it's a very interesting story it's definitely I mean it's rated R and mm-hmm. I will say 
so annoyed. We're sitting there waiting for the movie to start, and there was two, at least two families that came in with kids that were under 10 years old. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, first of all, this isn't even a freaking like, superhero movie. Why are you bringing what? kids? What? Idris Elba's a genie. It's got to be for kids. Oh, my God. But it was a good movie. I really enjoyed it. It's a genie it was done movie. very well. The same as uh, the, the one with Shaq, right? The same yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Will Smith. But I kind so, of... Is that Kazam or... Yes. Uh, yeah. Kazam? Oh, it was to. Kazam. Yeah, not Shazam. Kazam. Yeah. Mm. Same thing, right? No. <laughs> not even close. Um, But, you know, I'm not... Jin and a lot of the historical, like, myth from uh, Egypt and the East and that region of the world I'm not as familiar with. Obviously, I read... I was obsessed with Ar- Arthur, King Arthur, Merlin, a lot of those stories. So I know a lot of, like, the European mythological based stories but not the east so i'm not super familiar with how jinn are represented in history or in myth except that sometimes they're viewed as tricksters you know trying to get you to wish for something that really ultimately kills you or hurts people and does these things um, but that it was almost like they he was kind of referred to as the opposite of angels so it was almost like in the story he was considered more a demon so his power came from so he was an electromagnetic being, and his power tended to be more fire and heat oriented, whereas he was talking about angels and they're the exact opposite. So I thought that was an interesting. So I got to learn a lot about Jin too while watching this movie, or at least some of the myths of surrounding mm-hmm. that I haven't heard before. So I really enjoyed it. It was a really good movie. You want to see a really good movie about a Jin? You should watch Witch Wishmaster. No. Oh God. Yeah. You mean a leprechaun? Make no. your wishes. Wishmaster. Oh, uh, was it Jin? Oh, yeah. yeah. And Barry, what you wish, he'll screw you right up. And uh, Matt will tell you, Barry's great at recommending movies. Hey, listen, Wishmaster is a good one. It's oh. a good one. Yeah. Man. Uh, and I am great at recommending movies. No, you're not. <laughs> yes, <laughs> only, only the first one. The others are all hot That's garbage. why I said Wishmaster. Yeah. Wishmaster. I didn't yeah. say Wishmaster 2, Wish Harder, or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> dig deeper. Wish Harder, dig deeper. Wish Harder, the... The wishing, <laughs> the wishing, the wishiest. And then I don't know if you actually talked about it. The podcast I wasn't on, but Barry and I actually caught up on season four of Westworld. Oh yeah, four. God. I yeah. really loved the show when it first came out, and this last season, I really feel just super annoyed. Yeah, the, the, two through now it just seems like diminishing returns. Well, actually, yeah, I kind of, I really appreciated seasons one, two, and three. Okay, but there's such a big gap between three and four, right? Mainly because of COVID. Well, there's a huge gap between season two and season three as well. It was like almost a year and a half. It was a year. I mean, that's not a huge gap though. That's more like I mean, how long have we gone through uh, the not Shakespeare, um, the Cumberbatch, uh, Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes Sherlock. Well, every time that it is season, it was like at least two years in between. That's that's BBC. That's just what they do. Yeah, right. But I mean, more. TV network, especially because you're watching things on either paid cable or on streaming services, they are more following those models. They do more like eight yeah. to ten episodes a season instead of twenty-two. Well, but BBC with the public funding and stuff, they don't they don't cater to the instant gratification uh, types that we are here in the United States. We're like, gimme, give gimme, give gimme! Give I need it now! I need it now! Well, it's a lot more common than it yeah, used to be. Yeah, that's true. The spaced out seasons. But this last season, I mean, parts of it were interesting. And Maeve is one of, I really appreciate the character and how they've developed her right. in the story. 
Um, but I just ended what this. What the hell are you doing? He's bumping everything. Yeah. Ended the season. On the floor is the best place to put your drink. <laughs> Not like that. Not like that. <laughs> Tipping my 20 for all my homies. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But I ended the season really just kind of going. Yeah. All right, then. I don't know if I want to watch another one. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I give you credit for making it through the end of the season. I have the rest of the season. I, I stopped recording it, and I just decided to watch it on HBO Max. I think I got through the first three episodes, and I was just like, it's just not grabbing me. It just, I, I didn't know where they were going with it. It just seemed... They don't know where they're going with no. it. No. That's yeah. what it felt like in the first three That's episodes. What so, so many of these things now are like that. They I just, kept telling myself, I'll go back and finish it eventually, and now the whole season's over, I'm just not interested. Yeah. I finished it because it sunk cost fallacy. Right. That's really the only reason. It was, and it got interesting, but if you, if you take it as its own story, I try not to think of back to the first and second seasons because that's what I really liked it. Now there's all this new stuff. It's a different show. It's a completely yeah. different show. Which, you know, all right. Sci-fi. Mm-hmm. All right. One Anything else? Perfect. <laughs> One last show nope. to watch. All right. Well, since, you know, some of what you did already, Barry, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I got a new lightsaber. Uh, uh, you know, Quark's favorite bartender, Darren. Yes. Uh, God I know uh, him very well. <laughs> Just saw him last night. Actually. Oh, yeah, you know that guy, don't you? Yeah, I know him very oh, well. Oh, yeah, you used to bartend there, yeah, didn't you? I used to bartend with him. I didn't even with think him. about with that. Him. With him. With yeah. him. Yes. The dynamic duo. I worked yeah. with him, too. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. 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 No. Um, she also quit well before we did. Yeah. She's a quitter. <laughs> I quit well before <laughs> yeah, either of you. Yeah, that's true. You did. <laughs> um, no, he got me the uh, the Palpatine saber, the Darth Sidious saber, and it is gorgeous. It's, it's I can't really play with it too much because it'll get smudgy because it's very, it's very chrome. Shiny but, chrome. Yes, but it looks amazing on my new lightsaber wall. And slightly, slightly like a dildo. <laughs> yeah, that is a little alarming. Yeah. 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 Well, sounds like a Barry lightsaber. I, I hear possessions always tend to reflect their owner at I a was certain point. Say, yeah. Well, it is a very reflective surface, so there you oh. go. Oh, yeah. And are, are you very reflective, Barry? Uh, no. I, yeah, that's, that's what bullshit. I thought. Uh, there are more spaces <laughs> for lightsabers on my wall than uh-huh. there are lightsabers. So that's a good thing. That it means is a good thing. What are you, gonna, General Grievous? Like r- collecting r- lightsabers? Room, like, room, room yeah. to grow? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes, there is room to grow. There's room to grow. And as soon as we run out of room, I'll put more holders up. Okay. Because they're cheap. All right. What else did we do? Lightsabers are cheap? I don't know. What yeah, else lightsabers no. are... No, the lightsaber holders, the holders are cheap. Are cheap. <laughs> the lightsabers <laughs> themselves are not <laughs> expensive. Oh, a coworker just told me that he booked a, a, a Savi's appointment. And I didn't know they had gone. It's like two twenty-five now. Yeah, for the build your own. To build your own, it's like wow, yikes! Because I, I think, I think I paid like one eighty. Yeah, it's about what we did when and I, I was, did it the first time. It, like it was fairly new. You know, we're taking um, our nephews to, for the first time to Walt oh, Disney yeah? World. It's a surprise trip. They don't know, and obviously they don't. Listen they don't to listen this. to this show. I was gonna but say, hopefully not. <laughs> I was gonna try to do it as like a Christmas present. I was like, let's do the lightsaber. But then I saw the price that yeah. had risen. I was like, they won't appreciate it till they're older. So nope. we're not doing that. Yeah. No. Cause it's, it's, if anyone hasn't done it, it's a full on experience. The experience it's is amazing. worth more than, than the actual lightsaber itself. Other than the, you know, the feeling that you get when you take all these random pieces and build your own lightsaber, but the show and everything that's a part of it is 
is worth the price of admission, even with it being what as expensive it is right now. But if you do it once, yes. don't don't do it more than no, once. There's no point in doing it twice. Yeah, yeah, I've done it once, and you're talking it up way too much. Actually, I really? I, I yeah. cried when they did the whole show, but I was like really feeling the whole like oh my god, like we're building lightsabers, and they had the lighting and the the storyteller that we had who was leading. He was, in, he was into it. He was very he was very good. And the music was was just it's the music it was, that gets you. It was just like the perfect experience. Now this was pre COVID, so I don't know right. if they've changed it a little bit how they do that whole process, but. I loved it. It was amazing. I, I yeah. agree with Jeff. It was yeah. definitely a once in a lifetime experience. You should do it once. If you even are thinking and considering about it, you should. Yeah. I mean, everybody, the, there were about three staff members, sorry, three cast members in there when, uh, when we did ours, uh, Darren and I did our lightsabers and they were all very into it. So maybe that's why my experience was so meaningful. I mean, I can't speak to anyone else's, but that's, when you get a cast that is into it as much as the people that are there doing the build, that definitely oh, it makes a total makes difference. A, makes a huge difference. So, um, I still recommend it to people. I say do it once. You know. All right, maybe that don't. was it because the cast member we had. All right, grab your lightsaber. Okay, do that. I'm like, oh wow, this person's really into it. Oh boy, you yeah. had a bad day. Wow. Ooh. So. I did something so, else so, geeky. So though. you got maple leafed. <laughs> yeah, the, the, your your own personality came come back. They're like they they reflected you. They were like, yeah. "Wow, all right, everybody, come in and pick up your lane." You never go full maple. Never go full maple leaf. Now there is, it's important. I did this other thing that was geeky. Uh-huh. I introduced these gentlemen to, uh, and I use that term very loosely, to one of the greatest cinematic. He uses that term very usually. Oh no, as well. I don't. Yeah, we yanked Kirsten out of bed to come see out this movie. Out of bed to come over and see the movie. Uh, what because movie did he, you see? Wow, it's. Possibly one of the greatest '80s horror sci-fi movies ever made. You're really building it up, and I have a feeling this is going to killer be killer clowns from outer space. All right, not not a letdown then. Not yeah. see, thank you, Jeff. I knew I could count on you. It's a good film. It killer really clowns is. from outer space is cheesy bullshit, but it is great fun. It's the best thing about to... it is how the weird ways the clowns kill people. It's it's a, I love dark comedies and it is definitely a dark horror comedy, so it speaks to me. It speaks to people that like that kind of stuff. Um, I could I can I can see by the look on your face that that's not something you're into, Matt. So. Every five fine. minutes, I would look at Matt all smiles and he'd look at me like, really? Yeah. Oh my is, god, is this happening? Are you doing this? Dude, to he us? talked more than Vernon, and I was not oh. the least bit upset. Seriously. Oh, he, he talked all the way through the movie. No, it was like every 30 seconds. This, well, I can understand This movie why. is awful. I can understand why that would be. <laughs> this movie is the most awful thing ever. <laughs> and then we're like, hey, we're kind of hungry. So we ordered a pizza, and that was the best the best that, event of the that, night. That was the part worth being there for. Oh, yes, and then it was. I, and then yes. I text, so we have a new ring doorbell. So mm-hmm. then I texted Barry because I was hanging out with my mom, and I was like, you're ordering pizza at 11 o'clock on a Friday? Why? Yeah. <laughs> but that, that, that was the, the, the fun thing about that was okay, Deb's not even in, in the same state and she's bitching at me for ordering a pizza at 11 30. I, I, I just have to pause this for a second. Is it at that point now where you feel like you have to check up on him even when you're out of town oh, to no, make it, sure that he's not. It like automatically, when, oh, right now, when ring. it senses someone uh, at the door, yeah, okay. it sends you, know, you a. There's someone at the door. She saw yes. somebody with a pizza box and she's like, mm-hmm. really? Because <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so late hilarious. at night, I was like. 
Who's at the door? So Who ordered yeah. the sausage? <laughs> that no, would be yeah, yeah. That would be Matt. Matt. Okay. No. No. <laughs> Matt. No. No. So, yeah. yeah. That was pretty. It was funny too because there were moments when stuff would happen. Yeah. And I'd hear Barry say to Matt, "Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> Just shut up and enjoy he it. He was yelling at me with his eyes. <laughs> I felt violent. <laughs> I, I have to say, I'm good. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but you can't complain anymore. You're like, oh, you guys never invite me around unless you're playing games. That's uh. right. That's right. They, they, totally, they totally neutralized they t- that argument. They took your power away. That's right. They'll you're, never you're invite powerless. me over again, yep. and I, I can't bitch. Yep. So, but we were out there. We uh, experienced the Mister, the Mister, the Mister yeah. fan, Mister fan. Oh, yeah. and the next movie night's going to be uh, Wishmaster Three: uh, Rise of the Lycans. No, there you go. Not. The wishiest hard or something. All uh, right. Wish harder. Wishmaster. Yeah. Yep. Anything else, Barry? There was one other thing that we've been catching up on. That's also cheese balls galore. Oh God, it's so cheesy. Cobra Kai. Oh, it's so cheesy. We're catching up on season four. Yeah, four. So you, we, you were you, you were are shut up. Holy shit! It's so cheesy. So cheese balls. Oh my god. Eighties. I have to the, take a sweep the leg. leg. Holy sweet just leg. to watch it. I thought this was the greatest sequel in the history. I, of I liked stuff. it. I, I liked that whole last season. I mean, yeah, it's cheesy, but it's got some pretty touching moments too. So. <sighs> yeah. I just I get really they, tired they of the whole. You know. Ralph Macchio knows more than everybody else, and he's always right. And you know. Oh, you haven't made it to the end yet, have you? No. No. Season. Shush. Put a put a pin in what you just said, and wait till you get to the end of the season. Yes, but it's it's kind of like the same arc every season so far. That's how it's been going. It's just and it's super cheesy. You you have to remember that no one else in the valley gives a shutting fuck (laughs) shut up about karate. (laughs) Go ahead. <laughs> oh, touch a nerve? No, if you watch the show. Quiet. Cobra Kai. Oh my. Anyway, <laughs> Johnny Lawrence routinely tells his students, "Quiet." All yeah. the time. Oh, oh, that was Maple Leaf's bad impression. Oh, Johnny Lawrence. Okay, here we go. That was a, that was a that was truly an awful Johnny Lawrence. Yeah. William Zabka is, <laughs> is, is dislikes you. That guy's he's he's, he's good in this doubled show. over in paint. Yeah, he is. Well, is that everything then, Barry? Yes. All right. Well, because uh, what did you watch? I got to do a couple of uh, interesting things um, last night. I went and saw Jaws in 3D. Ah. Uh, Darren, the Cork's most famous bartender, uh, invited me along to go watch that uh, in 3D. Uh, it's the conversion. I gotta say, it converted very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I was noticing some things in the background that I just, I mean, one of the things I've always liked about Spielberg is he's a master of the framing. Mm. So making sure that all the content in frame has a purpose. It's not just there for no reason. And just getting to see the the way the 3D highlights everything, you see stuff going on in the background that you just automatically dismiss most of the time. But I'm sitting there going, I'm like, oh, okay, like I didn't notice that. Yeah, because it's now 3D? I hadn't noticed that before. Um, it's... And it's a good, like I said, it's a good conversion. Um, Did they have some some kids in the front spraying people with misters no. and salt water in them? No, that, that would have been awesome. Scratching the sneakers that smell like smell like chum. Uh, but also, it was a pretty 
pristine uh, uh, copy. I think they converted it to at least 4K because I was noticing some details I haven't seen. Because I never got to see Jaws in the theater. Obviously, I was too young when it first came out. Um, I did. I, I t- actually, I take that back. Uh, 2019, I think it was. A re-release. I got to go theater. to the flashback cinema. I saw it just in the regular uh, presentation. Were on there the any LARPers? Screen. No, there were no LARPers. <sighs> but uh, seeing Shark 3D outfits. was... It, I I gotta say I I give it a thumbs up because I wasn't sure what to expect because a lot of times when they take an older movie movie and convert it to 3D, mm. uh, you know it's not always good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but this this was good. It was a good conversion. Um, they know. should do a conversion of Jaws 3D. No, <laughs> <laughs> if they made that one better, yeah, my, nothing's gonna save that film. Oh no. my God, that's such a. T- no, I, and my mom Michael and I Caine, had looked to go see. Jaws last weekend too, but I had I worried actually about what you're just talking about right now, which was converting a movie not filmed in 3D to 3D, right. which is why I voted for something else. But it's good to hear that it actually didn't like throw you yeah, off. No, it didn't throw me off. Uh, it was it was done well. Uh, they need but, people in shark costumes to occasionally attack the audience. No, they used to do that at Alamo Draft. To, to House. your point, though, uh, Kirsten, no, uh, nothing could save Jaws 3D. Michael Caine oh. couldn't save Jaws 3D. That's okay. Uh, he likes 3D. the house. Well, it built. Like, that was Jaws: The Revenge, right? Yeah, the I fourth, think that was the fourth. fourth one. Yeah, which uh, Jaws, actually, Jaws 3, Jaws in the Hood. Yeah, uh, 3, 3D is um, oh shoot, uh, three dimensional. That's what it means, Jeff. <laughs> no, uh, well, there's the, a lot the of three like, stands for three, star. I'm, I'm and the D stands for Dennis Quaid is in that, right? Dennis Quaid? Isn't Dennis Quaid in Jaws I, 3D? I don't know. I never saw it. What? What do you mean? You, you have to watch it, if not to see just how horrible it is. It is, it is goddamn I don't know. We said that last weekend. Yeah, I bet. It is one of those a month. That's not... That's not Killer Clowns from Outer Space is not horrible. It's it's, it's MST funny 3K horrible. bad, Kirsten. Well, so oh. is Killer Clowns. And Leah Clowns. Thompson. Leah Thompson was in it too. Oh, Leah Thompson. God, I forgot okay. about that. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll watch. Yeah, it. it's in 3D too. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Leah Thompson and in 3D. And Louis Gossett Jr. Yes. Ah, oh, Louis. I Louis love Gossett. Louis Gossett Jr. So yeah, I mean it's it's best worth Louis Gossett Jr. film. Go honestly, Iron Eagle. No, real real talk, Kirsten. Uh, it is it is a decent sedan. watch for a laugh one time. Mm. It's not worth seeing it again. And so it's better fact, than Killer Clowns. And, and the fact... <laughs> I'm going to punch you in your stupid mouth. The only place you'll ever find it now is in 2D. They don't actually have the... Well, I was going to say... 3D available. I mean, for a very short wouldn't time... Wouldn't that be a ballsy move? Cox Cable had a 3D <laughs> channel if you yeah. had a, three, a TV with 3D. Yeah, neat. Um, but then you'd have to 3D did. commercials. Uh, I'd had the... The TV when Bias. I bought it, it came with these LCD shutter glasses, and there was there was a cable channel specifically for 3D movies, and that came up on there. And I watched about five minutes of it just to see if the the shutter glasses worked, and I'm like, okay, they work, and then I shut it off. Mm. I think that would be a ballsy move, though. What would be the best cinema. 3D commercials? Oh God, porn? No. <laughs> 3D commercials? I don't 3D even... commercials? Cereal? Cereal? Have a kid just. Eating cereal and it gets closer. Uh, like, look! Look at the cereal. Eat it. Hold the box out. Lick the TV. Body wash and showers. Oh yeah, there we go. Pool commercials. Beer commercials. Um, ambulance chasing lawyer commercials. Captain EO. Captain EO is awesome. And the best in 3D. It's 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 is fun. I did see That's it in 3D no. with the shaking seats. Uh, it commercial. was. Uh, 
That was an interesting experience. I was glad I got to see it. Just say I saw it. Oh, I have seen it. I can't even tell you how many times I've seen it. Probably yeah. 200 and something. Well, you love Jesus, it. Jesus, why? She because lived there. Because I was in high school, and I had an annual pass to Disneyland, and they were showing it constantly. Yeah. And so we would go, and we'd sit, and we would all sing. I knew every single move, every single song. They rocky hard, Captain loved EO. It. Loved it. Ugh. When I was in high school, you know what I rocky hard? Fucking rocky hard. Well, yeah. I did that out of high school and college. Ah. Uh, late bloomer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about is a podcast I uh, got to finish up. Geek uh, Shot? Nope. It is, is it Geek called, Shot? No, it is not called Geek Shot. I bet Shot. it's Geek Shot. Uh, the podcast is called okay, Down- Download, spelled D-O-W-N-L-O-W-D. Okay. The Rise and Fall of Harry Knowles and Ain't It Cool News. Um, oh, this is a, a podcast about the rise and fall. It's I how, haven't thought about it cool in a while. How the popular culture circle just comes around. Well, it's it's really fascinating because it does delve deep. Uh, I'll, I'll read you the tagline and then I'll give my own two cents on it. Uh, it's a deep dive audio documentary series that explores the morally complicated, occasionally inspiring, often forgotten oral histories of the internet. The reason that it they highlight Ain't It Cool News and not so much Harry Knowles because, you know, I, I don't know if everybody's aware he... Assume we're not. Harry Knowles was accused of multiple instances of sexual assault and uh, inappropriate behavior that he has never actually, you know, apologized for, at least not honestly apologized for or has publicly addressed. So there's, there's multiple victims that have come forth. So know in advance that this series does talk about that and they are definitely on the victim side um a lot of comments about this going into because they do an episode and then they have a comments episode afterward what? um where how, they address some of the concerns how long but, are the episodes by the way? um episodes are there's nine official episodes okay. that are approximately an hour and a half Hour and forty-five minutes oh, long. I can't so stay a podcast they, longer than an hour. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was listening to them to and from work, so I was catching yeah. um, usually about uh, oh. a third of a podcast yeah. every day. Wow! But they're really rich, deep stories. They do talk to people that work for In It Cool News, and it's really fascinating how not necessarily that site in particular, but it was one of those early sites that definitely started this trend of online movie reviews that aren't journalistically proper reviews of films Mm -hmm. and has now become the mainstream way of reviewing films Mm -hmm. and has also led to the kind of the toxic internet culture Mm -hmm. that has sprung out of that. You know, a lot of cisgender white male rage, you know, the vocal minority online that, that, poo-poos everything without actually either seeing it. Hey, I didn't even know what he's talking about. Like those guys that poo-poo killer clowns from outer space. Hey, Um, I hate clowns. They need to die. And also it's... But that clown Kathleen Kennedy. (laughs) Was she in the movie? It's also quite fascinating because it's an interesting examination of how the movie industry was caught off guard by this initially. Yeah. And then learned how to take what was being said online and recraft those stories to make themselves the heroes in these situations. Oh, yeah. 
you know they talk about how it's, why is there so many comic book movies on 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 in this in the movies and on tele and streaming services right now it's because that vocal minority got online and was demanding all of that stuff and they're like well if we can please these people the voc- the the non-vocal majority reads a lot of these reviews hmm. so if we placate this small portion of the population we look really good online so they have basically learned to play the game and adjusted their their strategies based on well yeah stuff. and they started inviting them to press events yep, and stuff i exactly. remember i remember the uh the uproar when van helsing came out because they uh they they treated him well yeah at the press event and uh he he actually uh well he wrote about loving van helsing <laughs> Uh, same thing with um, and uh, that kind of that that eventually started blowing up. The most <clears throat> notorious one that really was kind of like the start of his fall was he got invited to Harry Knowles himself got invited to the Godzilla premiere, and mm. he saw that the studio the put him yeah okay the studio put him in a section where there were a lot of uh, kids. I think they were like Make-A-Wish Kids or something like that. And so, you know, for them, it's it's a monster movie. And they're like, yay, big monster on screen. And so the feel that he had watching it at that point, he's like, this is like the greatest movie ever. Mm. So they basically played on his emotions yeah. in order to get a good review out of him. And then he later on went and put a negative review up after he watched it, quote, again, mm. which was kind of the the beginning of him losing credibility and yeah and then of course as people really got to know him and you know he's kind of a sociopath and he has no empathy etc they what really These started internet reviewers yeah. are sociopaths with no Rid- in- empathy ridiculous I, i'm shocked but uh anyway hey, uh, he put his garbage out was a nice guy cut his lawn <laughs> I, I, quiet neighbor. I don't quiet want, neighbor. You know. I don't want to go too much deeper into it because it's definitely worth listening to. Um, it's on almost every podcasting platform you can find. It's literally just it's, like Geek Shock. Um, you can go to their website, which is download d o w n l o w d pod dot com, or uh, look for download with a w, not an a. Uh, download. The Rise and Fall of Harry Knowles and Ain't It Cool News. Um, oh, I was listening on to Google Podcasts, but it is, I've checked, it's on literally every right. uh, podcast aggregator. What so. would the story of Geek Shock be called? Oh boy. <laughs> the Rise and Fall of what? Maple the the gradual that? decline of uh, Krusty Flakes, <laughs> the, the former Ugly Couch Showcast. And <laughs> ironically, it would be a podcast about this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would go maybe like half. That many episodes has it has has the world gotten that meta yet? Are there any podcasts out there that are podcasts about podcasts? Ooh, we yes. should start a podca- well, podcast about TV. Yes, there like, there are podcasts about podcasting. Okay. In fact, that was one of the ones that got brought up on a uh, uh, another podcast I've been listening to, but I'm not ready to talk about. It yet. Is it a podcast about podcast podcasts? The, but they talk about podcasting and you know the history, the origins All right, of. Stop. And, <laughs> All right. It's. <laughs> How many times have, can we say the word podcast? Do they mention us? No, they didn't mention Those us. bastards. Podcast, podcast, podcast. How can they but, miss such an important part of history? I know. Well, it's we, because it's it's continuing history and it's constantly changing. And we're continuing as well. Yeah, and hopefully constantly changing. <laughs> <laughs> Not just doing the same shit over and over again. 
Yeah, it, we, we all just, pause there to think about that. Yeah. Are we doing the same shit yeah. over and over again? Speaking hey, of I doing the same shit over and over again. Oh, wow. All right. The Deb Show, everybody. Yeah. The Deb Show. Here you go. Well, what did uh, next on the Dev Show, Kirsten? What did you do this week? Ah, uh, well, I saw Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> yeah, you did, and you seem so yeah. happy about yeah. it. Well, I actually uh, from Outer Space. Uh, uh, yeah, I actually gone to uh, Francine and Jerry's uh, mm-hmm. and the whole slow disappearance of the uh, Labrado Grotto from Vegas, and uh, tell them if they ever want to sell that sign. Yeah. Yeah, that Quark's bar sign. Yeah. That is that. Yeah, we will we will bid on that. We will that put money is, together to bid on that. Dude, that's they're that's the one thing they're definitely never letting go of. So, um, I just love that story behind that. But anyway, yeah. Um, and I, <laughs> I, 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 got, I love both stories behind that. And that's so, all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I had I, I know had, I know the 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 public story and I know the private inside story. baseball. <laughs> I had some. Uh, I had uh, gotten home and so I was like, oh. I'm very tired. It's like going on nine o'clock because Francine and Jerry turn into pumpkins at about eight thirty. Yes, and uh, so I was—I actually just crawled in bed, and I'm lying in bed, and I'm like, ah, and then I see that uh, all these, uh, hey, 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 what's hey, up, hey, 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 and messages, and I'm just like, what the hell's going on? And I'm looking around. I go to Discord. Hey, Kirsten. Hey, 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 and I'm like, what is it? What is it? I see all these messages, and Barry calls me. Hey. Hey, why don't you come over? Holy crap, I, I heard myself there for a second. And I was just like, ugh. I was just in your neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. And and they we were know. they were they were they were like, Hey, he's at Francine and Jerry's. They it, it's well known that they turn into pumpkins, so it's like yep. let's uh, have them come over and I was ignoring my phone, so mm. I didn't get the message till I got home. Last time saying it's your fault. And I was just like, Ah oh, shit. Well, if I don't go to this, I'll never get invited to a non game <laughs> again. And he was right. So so I, so I got up, got dressed, got in the car, drove back. Uh, we had some uh, alcoholic acid, I believe is the term. Um, yeah, it was like sulfur um, acid in glass. How <laughs> dare you? What was no, it? No, no, no. These it was are the Matt's Abelar words. Abunad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you have to water that. I it watered it for him. Yeah, he right. did water. No, 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 no. I, I was okay. I mean, that stuff, you feel it right on your lips. Oh, yes. Uh, but Matt's just like, this is awful. This is like acid. So, Tusk strength. You know. And, uh, I wish I could pronounce it, that. It, it, Abun- 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 it's really Abun- funny because yeah. uh, overall, I get the impression that was a bad night for Matt. He didn't like the drink. He didn't like the movie. <laughs> you know, didn't he, like the company. It he, was fine. He got a, was fine. an eleven thirty hankering for pizza and got semi yelled at. He's for becoming it. a real American now. There you go. He's assimilating. <laughs> so we did that. Uh-huh. Um, I ran a game of Geek Shock D and D. And, uh, of course, following on uh, last week's episode, at some point there was a big explosion of everybody wanting to talk about their sex moves. (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, Oh, I want to hear this. Is this something I missed from last week? Yeah, you missed it. You missed it. it. I talked about a game. There's this podcast you should listen to. Yeah. I hadn't had a chance to (laughs) listen to it before this week because I was listening to another one for this this show. This week, this podcast is about podcasts because you just talked about another podcast. I did. You did. Wow. And I don't normally like to talk about the competition, but this was not because it was a a documentary podcast. And should we mention this episode in the next episode, that's how meta it gets. It's a podcast about podcasts. Podcast. 
and eventually we'll be in that podcast twilight zone podcast 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 to a drop riddle wrapped inside so anyway yeah so uh well i talked about a game called apocalypse world last week and Mm -hmm. i i told everybody that i actually like the game the game's really really cool but i would never run it for our crowd because you know paulette matt barry deb lewis stephanie it it i got these couples and uh one of the things the designer of the game who's rather brilliant vincent baker he's a very smart lewis guy. major meh stephanie Rumcake. yep for those not keeping track he uh this guy vincent baker was like you know what if there is a real apocalypse if everything really goes to shit one form of currency will be sex and so every type of character so you're gonna be a poor man in the apocalypse is uh is going to be uh every character has a sex move okay and so that of course is that of course came up then in the uh, D game uh-huh so as we were slaughtering cold bowls and uh going through the caves of chaos the caves of chaos which they've all now said they they are going to conquer cock what okay what caves of chaos oh, God. that's your fault <laughs> That's my fault. Yes. So anyway, yeah. So we uh, we uh, we actually did, and we're going to have another uh, get together this weekend. And uh, more cock. Oh, uh, feeding it. The writer of Elric. Elric of Melnibone joke. Go fuck yourself. Melnibone. Is it Melnibone? Melvin. Melvin Bone. Melvin Bone. Melnibone. You know, there's no, there's no little hyphen over the e. Yes, there is. Is there? Yes. Is there really? Yes, there is. Yeah. Yeah. Uncle Tim bought me those books. God. Oh, back in those days. Yeah, I'm not surprised you don't remember those. Yeah, I know. Anyway, so did some D and D. Okay. Um, also, um, ah, shit, what was the other thing I did? Well, it was these guys, and uh, I don't know. Is there anything else that I did, Matt? I don't know. If you're reaching, no. no. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So I watched, um, I watched the... You, uh, did, you did not go I did to not the War go. Room oh, Games. Oh, okay, that's thing. what I need to talk about, yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah, Saturday morning. Saturday? Sunday? Saturday. 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 Yeah. Saturday. Sunday. I had a... I don't know. No, it, I was get, it was Sunday. It was Sunday. It was Sunday, I got and text I wasn't messages. even there. Wait a minute. It was Sunday? It was yes. Sunday. The days bleed together. Oh, my yeah. God. And I was, like, super tired, and I just... I, I was in bed, and I'd only been asleep a couple hours, and uh, I am now at War Room Games. I am the only one here. And it was just not like, what I sound like at all. And I, I was just like, I'm not going to make it. I also was awoken by the text stream that I yeah. had to mute. Oh, boo. boo. Poor baby, baby Jeff. <laughs> you know what? You work fucking nights and then oh, get like a yeah, couple hours sleep yeah. and then get woken up by there you go. text messages. That's right, Mr. Salty. Hold on, my that friend. Have nothing to do with Hold you. on. Your shift ends at what, 11, 12? I don't get home until one o'clock in the morning. Okay, one thirty, and that was. I need a couple hours to decompress, relax before I can even start getting ready for bed. Okay, listen. So that I'm usually not asleep until about three or four in the morning. That's that, like six hours you got. That, that text came, came across through at, at like 10. nine in the morning. Ten. Ten. <laughs> ten. Ten. I don't give a shit. I was still asleep. Whatever. Woof. Everyone's getting off. salty. Anyway. Anyway. So uh, I didn't go. It wasn't as good as the previous one, I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of stuff there. If you're into Warhammer, my God, go to these things. But if you're not, like, knee-deep in the hobby and 
we do like Warhammer. We have, we have we bought some stuff, haven't put it together yet. But I'm not like all in yet. Uh, oh, you will be. You will. You will be. It's it's harder to appreciate some of the stuff that there was there. Yeah, yeah, there's some amazing deals there if you knew what the hell you were looking for. And I saw some board games there, but it, like Terraforming Mars, hmm. which is a, a really good game. It just it just went for way too much, and uh, so we just ducked out. It's really funny because you're right. You really got to know because I've seen things where he's like holding up a box and he's like, "This is the legions of gerza gerza, you know, blah blah blah, one hundred dollars," and everyone will be like, and then it'll be like, "This is the cohorts of one hundred dollars," and everyone's like, "Oh shit!" I'm doing that. That's a difference between one or the other. Yeah, and I'm like, if they would sell them by weight, I would have. To imagine those auctions are difficult because you never know when you put those auctions together if the people that are looking for the item they're selling are there or not. Because you guys have all told stories about how something goes up, nobody bids on it, and it goes back into the uh, return to uh, yeah. seller or whatever pile, however that gets handled. Uh, and then the people that is like, oh, I'm looking exactly for that. Mm-hmm. And then getting a bargain because nobody else bids on it. So well, it has to go fast. There's a lot of stuff. Oh, right. Yeah, and he yeah. does move it fast. Boy, yeah. oh, boy. I, I kind of prefer the flea markets. You got to get there really early. Where you can you can go on your time and walk around and see what's available. And yeah. then just go buy I it. I do, too. Because yeah. the problem go with the auction is you are a captive audience. The entire, like, if you want to see if there's anything there that you really... That's on your list. Eight hours, folks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, all, it's like the whole day. It's the and whole day. It just gets to be ridiculous. And they, they we're supposed to be able to review stuff beforehand you while are. around the table. You're able but, to, but stuff will be buried in piles. Yes. Yeah. And so they pile those tables so high. Yeah, you have they'll to, like, be dig through. There'll be times you miss things. Yeah, I, I can't imagine Barry at the flea market though, because he still thinks he's the best bargain <laughs> I never negotiator. said I was the best bargain negotiator. What? I just say it's fun. He just what? annoys people into... Yep. Mm-hmm. That, but that woman in Mexico would have... Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> have killed by... <laughs> but, but War Room Games... By did, the cartels. I mean, if you are a Warhammer fan, uh-huh. that's oh the place go. to go. Yes. That's the place to yes. be. Warhammer. Uh, Warhammer. Warhammer Games. War Warhammer, Room Games. Warhammer. And those auctions, yeah, that, that if you know your shit, well, you, you're going to pick up some, you're going to pick Amazing up deals. deals yeah. uh, Todd, you know, when he's on, when he's on top of it, he's... Todd was bidding on some stuff. He won a couple things. Yep. Yeah. That's Where do you think cool. he gets his minis? Yeah. It's true. Yep. He's got a lot of minis to paint now. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. He, that, well, I mean, it's good to have that supply of stuff that, you know, not necessarily he's going to use for his own personal. Yeah, well, not necessarily going to use. I mean, now that he's being a pro. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. spoil it. He's got, he just bought a bunch of BattleTech minis he's got to paint up. So you guys nice. get some chance to something BattleTech. Wow, the 80s. you just spoiled that. From the 80s. Oh, he yeah. always picks good things to paint for the contest, yeah. though, because yeah, everything that he's put up, I've just been very damned impressed with. He's got a weird sense of, of how it works. Sort of like just talking to your uh, your good friend, uh, the yeah. bartender, Darren. Yeah. Darren's finger on the pulse is very bizarre, because yeah. he, he just sits there and he'll say, talk about generic stuff, and it's just like, hmm, that's true. We need idea. to get a 3D printer so we can print the most bizarro things for him to paint. Yeah. Uh, yes. One one of these days I will buy one. But uh. there uh, there are a whole bunch of uh, 
there are a whole bunch of companies out there right now. Well, and some are super affordable, and yeah. obviously some yeah. aren't. It just depends on the size of what you want to. And try it depends to. on what, yeah, what you're wanting to 3D print. Right. Because there's different, different mediums and different sizes of printing platters. Yeah. And the so- guy who took over Houston Dungeon Master for a while before he left. Um, his big draw was he did all the same shit I did where he'd give you free dice if you if you're the first time playing with him. But he would also for like campaigns, he would three D print your minis. Because he was good with a three D printer. He was able to crank them out fairly quickly. Jesus. You just get like the designs. All the designs are free online apparently. Um if you want something super specific, you just go to Hero Forge and you can get the, the CAD thing yeah. or yeah, whatever. Yeah, they, now you yeah. can buy that. Yeah, yeah CAD files. Yeah. And they look good. I saw the, the work he did. It's totally cool. Why and in a couple of years, you'll be able to do that on 1D&D's Virtual Dungeon. You'll be able to purchase your minis and purchase the files. I forget what the files are called. I forget. Yeah, but that, that basically they're doing what Hero Forge is doing yeah. now. Somebody kickstarted a, uh, a uh, minis uh, collection, a minis game. And one of the things is... Is, uh, is this Kingdom Death? Uh, no, 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 no. This, but but it, it's it's like that Shit's in terms so of expensive. these uh, guys are putting out. Uh, they're they're promising incredibly baroque, incredibly ornate, uh, detailed minis of horror, fantasy type stuff. Dude, Kingdom Death. Yeah, well, it's not Kingdom Death, but yeah, I know Kingdom it's Death. It's the same kind oh, of thing. Oh, Kingdom Death is just amazing. Yeah, that's crazy talent. So, and then there's also um, I forget what it's. There's a dinosaur model thing i forget the name of it uh and they're putting out their their uh 3d sculpt files for you to build your uh, dinosaurs and it just being outstanding as if well. they can do the undead tyrannosaurus from tomb of annihilation that vomits zombies and has the zombies like in its chest that would be awesome that was the creepiest thing to, to, to freaking fight against. I love that. That thing. sounds cool. How do you put that in a book and not expect me to whip that thing out? Come yeah. on. That was that, that encounter's on Cholt. So there's yeah. dinosaurs all over the place. Yeah, What's dinosaurs. funny about that encounter was it, it was I, I had to include it early on. The reason I included it early on, I had to tweak the level of the monster too, is because you never know how long a and d session is going to last before it ends up breaking up. So I was like, I got to get this thing going. <laughs> and... They come to a uh, like a little like a fortress or whatever, like like a fort, sort of ramshackle fort where all these like paladins and stuff are, are, are out there. And there's these footsteps they hear at night through the jungle and the tra- crashing of trees. And and then and, and some zombies come approach, and then it comes out. And I, I had this this description of this thing. I can't even paraphrase it now, but it was just the grossest best monster ever it's a tyrannosaurus that vomits zombies that vomits zombies. you can see through its ribcage and there's zombies are like hanging out in there of people that ate how cool it was is also that a zombie yes yes all That's right awesome well, anything else we can geek stuff guys <laughs> nope you usually don't give a shit about uh, what do you got well, oh, I don't wow. have anything. Wow, that I'm was gonna... the, that was the weakest introduction. Of, oh, I guess it's time for you to give a shit. He's trying to undercut Deb in the Deb yeah. show. Jeez, dude, it's kind of obvious what he's doing. Yeah. Let's try that again. No, let's... Um, I don't have anything, but Deb has news you don't give a shit about. Hey, I mean, boo! Yeah. Fuck you, Matt. <laughs> 
that needs to be the new bat rallying cry. News you don't give a <laughs> shit about. <laughs> Fuck you, Matt! <laughs> wow. Let's see how long that lasts. Minecraft has Yay! become the best-selling game of all time for a number of different reasons, one of which has been around for quite a while. Largely, though, for the imaginative and amazing things its players continue to do with it, like redstone items and constructing computers within the computer game and things like that. Someone is on the cusp of achieving yet another incredible first, destroying every single block on a map. Those of you familiar with the sheer size of a Minecraft map will know just how massive an undertaking that is. The YouTuber undertaking the task who goes by Minithical has been doing it consistently for almost five years. So it has taken him almost five years on one map to accomplish this task. Why? That's a very good question. Because of all the things you could do in Minecraft, why would you do this? That is the dumbest thing ever. Is he just like putting explosives under every no, block? No, he I is don't... literally breaking it. Oh. And, and, okay, so in his latest stream... He revealed that he should be completing this task sometime this month. So sometime in September. Hmm. Okay. He's been mining for so long, that the mode in which he actually originally started playing isn't even available anymore. So he has to like preset his thing to like one of the super early, earlier mods is five years. It's not horrible, horrible, but so the map that he has been destroying is somewhere north of 45 million blocks and he's been doing it in survival mode with a pickaxe and a shovel. Wow. Yes. So those of you familiar with the game obviously know that that means... And a beacon? No. No beacon. What the... Straight survival mode. Straight survival mode. No dynamite, no beacons, no crazy mods. That also means he has to place blocks down to get rid of water and lava. Mm-hmm. Okay. I remember in the 80s I was watching a talk show or something where they had these people with weird, stupid hobbies... This is one guy who, with a mechanical adding machine, would add one, plus one, plus one, plus one, plus one. And he had, like, reams and reams and reams of paper that the thing would spit out every time. And that was what he did. That was his thing. And occasionally he'd make a mistake, and he'd stop, and he'd correct it, and then he'd go back, plus one, plus one. That, that's this. That's this guy. Wow. And he, and he does it live streaming. In his latest session where he was talking about being so close, it was seven hours of live streaming of just destroying him out. What did, what did he talk about during this live stream? I don't know. I bet he's like Dave Sim. He <laughs> just, just talks about weird political religious crap during this thing. Right, because it's not like he's got to use a lot of concentration. It's not like he's building some super ridiculous technical redstone stuff. He literally is just destroying and placing and destroying blocks. That's all he's doing. But if you're going to have a stream, you have to be amusing. So he's got to talk during this thing, give his favorite recipes, talk about his vacations as a child. What? I don't know. I mean, I, I could talk for eight hours straight, but wow, what a boring thing. Come on. <laughs> That's why it's in news you don't give a shit about, Barry. <laughs> oh, yeah. So even though it is a Minecraft-related story, which yeah. I appreciate... That is why it's. I, I like the fact that uh, Barry had gotten all excited and you crushed him. Yeah, <laughs> way to take a fun thing and there just poop all over. That's that's something I could take eight hours of streaming of. That's that's just life, Barry. Deb crushing Barry. <laughs> yeah, let's just let's just get that on Twitch. <laughs> just watch eight episodes or listen to eight episodes of this show. Oh, <laughs> oh, Barry. Oh. Or we could stream playing Minecraft, or you know. 
stream playing any video game together. Yeah, or play some Minecraft. We really haven't played a lot you haven't, of Minecraft. You guys yeah. haven't. You, you guys haven't done the house. The, the house has the been sucking Vlarga. our life and souls. Yeah, house jobs. It's just a lot. We were playing a lot of Minecraft when when it was the pandemic, and I wasn't working, and we we're both at home, and we had nothing but time. So we streamed, and we had a great old time doing it. Did you play I, a lot of Minecraft in Jeff's Pleasure Palace? Uh, we did some. We did some. Mm. We did some. That's your house now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> he got that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he, he started calling it that before they moved out. And I'm like, okay, whatever you guys are doing while I'm not here <laughs> is fine. You're usually asleep by the time I get home. So there you go. And then we play Minecraft. Knock yourselves out. I just, I just haven't gotten to it recently. And I really yeah. want to get back in. There's a lot of cool stuff. Well, And if you want to play Minecraft, hey, join the Kofi. And you get Minecraft access. There you go. You do. The Geek, Geek Shock, Shock Minecraft, Minecraft server. The greatest Minecraft server ever. There shameless plug for the Geek Shock Minecraft Shame, server. Yeah, that's that's hey, shameless plug for the Kofi. That's true. Shameless plug. You know, it's uh, you guys, you ought to get a little audio set up. Just put on some lavaliers and then just, you know, go stream stream while shit. you're working on the house. <laughs> <laughs> no, there'd be a lot of yelling. And there you go. And then me turning on Disney radio because it... He hates it, and they oh. sing very loudly. See? It's all the Disney music. Yes, yeah, see, yeah, or ELO, or isn't that? Yep. Come on, AJR. Doesn't that sound good? Yes, it does. Listen to that he on the way like to work. That style of classic, you know, rock. Music. I don't know if I call it classic. We can just show up and look through the window. Electric yeah, really. Light Orchestra <laughs> is classic rock. Yeah, okay, it is. They are in the it's rock and right roll. It's right in the same category as Queen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's same true. time period. Okay. Not a fan. Barry doesn't like to admit when he's wrong. I don't no. like things. Hey, Barry doesn't like Metallica. From Barry the doesn't Black like, Album. On. I think you could just leave it as sure. Barry doesn't like, and then just leave it. There open. you go. And in fact, that's going to be the name of my sub podcast. <laughs> Barry, Barry doesn't like an hour of Barry talking about shit he doesn't like Geek while Shock streaming Shock. Minecraft. <laughs> Breaking blocks. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. Jason Momoa, who is one of my favorite people because he's gorgeous recently cut off his trademark long locks and he wants to tell the world why in a video posted to his instagram momoa revealed that he was in the process of getting all of his famous hair cut off while a stylist worked on him with clippers to get the rest of the hair trimmed down momoa looked visibly stunned by the feeling of suddenly short hair he went on to explain he was shaving off all of his trademark hair to raise awareness of the lingering environmental threat of single-use plastics after noticing some especially dirty conditions around his home state of Hawaii. Can, the reason why this is in this category, because I'm like, where the fuck have you been? Single-use plastics have been a problem for 20 years. Mm. They've been polluting oceans yeah. for over that time period. Mm. Where the fuck have you been? Well, mm. just just like with everybody, until you see it firsthand, they don't, it's not, it's, it's, it's easy to ignore Everyone should be talking about to the grasp. Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Yeah. It's hard to grasp. Exactly. True. But my my, I mean, my vote. I, I love Momo myself. Yes. But, uh, dude, really, you're cutting your hair to bring. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, I love you, man. But that's that not seems like the do. the the very very you know, very least you, thing you, that you could do. You want to you want to make exactly. an impression on the world, bro? You gotta you with, gotta cut something else. Yeah, off. with with your star power. <laughs> There's so Always much more. Yes, that he could be doing instead of just cutting his well, hair off. And hopefully he will. Hopefully he could be he out will. there yeah. dressed as Aquaman. <laughs> like, just single-handedly grabbing <laughs> plastic out of the Great Pacific. Like, do that. Uh, that would be that do would do that. a lot. There you go. Him and the guy who plays uh, Namor, they just get together and clean up the oceans. I got it. Here it is. Here's the commercial. 
right? Sappy music, kind of like uh, Twilight, uh, sun, ELO. sunset. Not, no, 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 no. Like sad kind of music. Like piano, sad piano. Kenny G. Mm-hmm. Sad piano, not soprano saxophone. <laughs> Christ, people. <laughs> you see the Pacific garbage patch. You see seagulls pecking at plastic. Maybe one has it around its neck or something. Mm. And then you turn, and it's Aquaman. And just like the the Indian in the garbage thing, with one tear coming okay. down his. Uh, so now you're describing like this should just be in the boys. This would be from the boys. That would be the deep. The deep. He comes out yeah. of the water dripping wet. There's one. And then tear. one tear. <laughs> you and, make Aquaman sad. Throw away your plastic. Make improved recycled. Not condition. throw away. Throw recycle. Them, <laughs> recycle. <laughs> Whatever. Throw away. I was gonna say make. This Barry, is just really? a treatment. This is just a. a the spec treatment. It's not actually... And it's a 3D commercial. A 3D commercial. And... Yeah. Ooh, ooh, scratch and sniff. You can smell the garbage. Yeah. And the, the final scene is him with a whole bunch of people cleaning the plastic out of the ocean s- under the tunes of Mr. Blue Sky. Yes. And they Mr. put Blue it Sky. in a giant landfill. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, dude. They Cover, fire covered it in dirt. Covered in dirt. Fire into the sun. Fire it into the sun. Yeah. All right, Superman 4. That's the that's the solution. <laughs> that's right. For so much. All right. Make the sun our yeah, I, burn I, pit. I, I can't. Yeah. Cut, he, cutting his hair off when he could he could have done a monetary donation and said, say, "Hey, here, I'll match any funds that you guys raise for this." You or know, something like that. We get to so much money donated to this cause, then yeah. I'll cut my hair off. Yeah. Or do like an yeah. Omaze thing where yeah. you get to have you get to have a swimming lessons with Aquaman. Oh, that's actually a good one. I like that. And all proceeds go yeah. go to whatever. Occasionally, Barry whatever. has a good well, idea. Whatever. I mean, what is there to to get rid of plastic? What is it? What's out there? There's well, lots. Is, there's lots of other. I mean, there's lots of individual projects and. Yeah, there's um, there's a few. I saw one on uh, Mark Rober's uh, YouTube channel where they've mm-hmm. developed a machine that's. It's basically a float, but they are actually attacking that garbage patch. Yeah, yeah. I've heard and about that. It's, I've seen that. It's taking a lot of plastic out of that patch. But where is that But they that still going? say it's going to take like a year. So they actually, I saw, the I was watching a documentary or thing, talking about it too, but they actually then put it into machines that break it down mm-hmm. into um, a, a size that they can then process into other yeah. things. Because half the problem with recycling plastics is not all facilities can handle broken plastics or right. slightly dirty. So like if you get rid of your laundry detergent container, if it still has some soap, right. some places will just chuck it in the garbage pile. Well, the, the, the uh, Republic says we have to make sure we wash our recyclables. Yes, it's exactly. Like, well, and you, a lot of places, if you put your recyclables in a plastic bag, they'll just throw it away. They won't right. even open the plastic bag. They won't sort it. They will literally just throw it in the yeah, garbage yeah. pile. And there's wish cycling. I told you guys that before. Oh, that was accusatory. You guys didn't see that. <laughs> uh, the plastic bag that we use is biodegradable. So that doesn't matter to the sorter yeah, who is a person. Yeah, because the sorter doesn't yeah. look at the bag. So when they throw it in the garbage pit, eventually that'll break down and leave your plastic behind. Right. Uh, You're basically a dolphin killer. <laughs> oh, okay. So the best thing to do is is what we have always done, which is either put it in cardboard that is very recyclable and put it in your recycle bin or just put it straight in your recycle bin without any bag container. All right. All right. But that's what I got. That's it. It's because right. of people like you that the earth is almost destroyed but here, in Star Trek 4. A side note, real, <laughs> okay. The problem, though, is there's no consistency because right. I have family that live in Dallas 
and they have a brand. Well, we got freedom recycling. Yeah. yeah they have a brand America. new state-of-the-art recycling center that flat out has said, you can send it to us in any condition. We'll take it, and we will clean it and process it and make sure it gets recycled. This can't be right. That's Texas. <laughs> This can't be right. I mean, I'm I'm there sort of. There are pockets of I, okay. In Texas. I, I, I'm kind of with Matt on this. Although, although okay, sure, individual business is probably an individual recycling well, business. Well, it is. In, it is. In some cities, when they start the recycle program, they, they find out that it's too difficult. So they still do the recycling bins, but then they throw it on the regular garbage pile after it gets to the facility. Yep. So. Right. Or they have so much they can take per month, and then after that point, yeah, then it goes on and, the garbage and, pile. And doesn't a lot of the uh, recycle shit, like plastics and stuff, go to China? Isn't that like so? Money? That is well, part that of the problem. Was that was for a long time? Yeah. They were taking it on a barge overseas, or, or electronics. Empty. Like you think you're recycling your electronics, and really they're just going to India, and they are processing them without using like. Any um, kind of safeguards for, right, the, and for the people melting down, down computer chips and releasing mercury vapors and all the, and the yeah. all these really bad things. So you have to. It's really frustrating because you want to do good, but at the same time you don't know if you really are. Yeah, and it sucks. Sure, it sucks. Yeah, no. What we need is like a good system that tracks cradle to cradle. And there just mm-hmm. it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Oh, sounds like an. Let me sound does, like a, a, a libertarian. There. Sounds like an excellent investment opportunity. God. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, it 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 can be difficult. It's just like because every now and then I check up on Republic, and I swear to God, I read something different about the recycling and what we're supposed to do. Well, you just you watch the think. truck. It's like he takes the garbage, pulls up next to the recycling, takes the recycling. <laughs> I'm like. No, I get huh. two. I get two separate trucks because I, I hear them. I got your fifty-year solution, man. I'm not even kidding. Space elevator, railgun, sun. Yep. On that note, <laughs> we can geek. <clears throat> we can geek. Wow, that we was really Woo-hoo. weak for weekend. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you said week like W E A K. Week in geek. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck you, Matt. Whatever. <laughs> Todd's not here, That's and I get now. that. Okay, fine. Uh, Fuck you, 80. <laughs> <laughs> 80, not 80s. Just 80s. one. I was expecting that. All right. We can geek uh, from IO9. Oh, boy. Hasbro's Nerf LMTD crossover has given us foam dart versions of everything from the Alien's Pulse Rifle to the Mandalorian's Rifle. And now it's boldly going into a very peculiar collaboration with Star Trek. Hasbro has revealed that its next project in the crossover lineup is a Star Trek mashup to give us not one, but two of the franchise's most iconic handheld weapons. The Starfleet Type 3, that's the phaser rifle, and Type 2, the standard phaser seen in TNG, DS9, and Voyager. The dual set is loosely inspired by Star Trek First Contact, which seems mostly like an excuse to give the larger rifle, which is not in its traditional Starfleet silver colors, but a more toyetic nerf scheme that almost makes it look like it'd be more at home in the hands of Buzz Lightyear than Captain Picard. A, quote, borgified, partially assimilated design. The rifle itself has sound and light effects, both for the assimilated part of the weapon and phaser sounds from first contact, while being able to hold a five-dart clip that fires a single projectile at a time. Five darts? I gotta stop you there. How is it at breaking glass and little ships? Probably... (laughs) Not as good. It'd probably break before breaking the glass. My little ship. No. 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 <laughs> the line must be drawn. Yeah. 
Yeah, this far and no, no further. And I will make them pay for what they've done. done. Uh, <laughs> it was set on kill. My first ray gun. I never read it. New Guinea. The Solomons. Now, if you rearrange this shit, you've seen the movie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Heard it anyway. <laughs> you know, I got my. I, I ordered the uh, aliens. Oh yeah, the pulse rifle one. Yeah, huh? haven't got it yet. And it's darts. I'm surprised for like, yeah. Star yeah. Trek one. They're not doing the discs. Yeah. Well, I I think they, they stopped doing hold... the discs a long time ago. Well, you know, that's California. They only hold five. <laughs> oh yeah. I actually used to have when I was a kid. My mom found it at a garage sale. It was. It looked like a regular gun and had fired discs, but it actually said Star Trek on it, and yeah. it was yeah. the quote Star Trek phaser that yeah, fired those little right. circular discs. And they're like hard plastic discs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They um, don't like the ones the, that only hold five. We have this this knockoff dart gun thing, and mm. it's like a pre band well, mag that holds well, like dude, fucking yeah, twenty. Like you can't put a mag like that on a. On a, a Star Trek, I think you and rifle. I are the only ones old enough to remember Kirsten when they, when, after the original series came out, when they really started merchandising Trek, and it was like after Trek was off the air, yeah. they were just slapping Star Trek on everything. Oh, it, it, like, it was yeah, but like Star the, Trek, the, the toothbrush, the famous yeah. helmet, the the, hel- Star the Spock Trek, the helmet with the Spock helmet with the uh, oh the God. police siren yeah. uh, or police light on the. I, top. I ordered what? The, the thing about the uh, the, <laughs> the aliens one mm-hmm. is uh, this was during stimulus, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'll, you know, some, it'll come out in a year or so, whatever. Sure, yeah. And uh, it was as as budget started to crunch, and I mm. started tallying numbers to make sure, you know, just to check where I was and stuff. I I discovered some fine print where <laughs> they didn't charge. They're going to charge when they ship. Ooh. Yeah. So sometime right now they're saying October, and I'm like sometime in October my my bank account's gonna get pimp slapped because <laughs> because of the gun I ordered a year ago when when you know uh, Uncle Joe was telling me to spend money on stuff. Right. Oh God, this is gonna suck. But I'm actually looking forward to it because it does look cool. I mean, I looked at the pictures. They they actually look pretty nice. They it's look just, cool. They're they're white and green. You can um, sl- you can get them custom modded. Yeah. Um, I, I, I have it on good authority that there's somebody uh, that we know that will paint uh, toys to make them look fairly realistic. What? I, I don't know who that is, but God, that apparently they're not like here today. Fucking nerd. Uh, the, t- the smaller type two pistol doesn't have lights and sounds. Uh, you can only fire a, single d- fire a single dart at a time through a pullback priming handle, you know, for when you've fired your five rifle darts and still need to land a kill shot before the Borg <laughs> modulate their shields against That's foam. right. Uh, the Lerf... The, the Lerf. 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 The Nerf LMTD phasers are available to pre-order until October 2nd, ahead of an estimated release in late 2023, yeah. and will cost $120. And they won't charge you until it's time. I think that's for both of them. I don't yes. think it's like yes, one it each. I think it's both together. They're a, they're a package, yeah. You know what the best Nerf stuff is? The Nerf, the nerf melee weapons. Oh, mm. You don't have to reload those. Dude, Just kids beat today. your friends. I don't want to sound like that guy. But kids today, they don't know how good they have it. Remember, remember when our Nerf weapons were a bunch of pieces of cardboard glued together, and it still hurt when we hit each other. Yes. Cardboard, metal or poles, <laughs> solid, solid wood with solid like a pool, a pool noodle on them, and yeah. the nails sticking Did, out. Oh, of them. Yeah. pool noodle, boy, yeah, you lived luxuriously. Whoa, whoa. Wow. One percenter over here. <laughs> Actually, I think that was uh, uh, 
PVC insulation like, yeah. that you get cheap at the uh, mm-hmm. at the hardware store. Dude, it was slap that around the uh, the, the wood, yeah. and you still could feel. The, I mean, the you pain Major Matt has a motherfucking Nerf armory. When the apocalypse hit, we got to get to mess because we're going to have a whole bunch of foam to protect ourselves from the, <laughs> from the foam zombies. Yeah, great the foam zombies. <laughs> we didn't have any of that shit when we were kids. I had, you know what I played with? Stick. Yeah, you know what? Not stick and ball. Yeah, stick, 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 stick and hoop. You know what? Just stick. You know what our nerf was? It was a spherical ball. That as soon as your dog got a hold of it, that was it. A foam sphere. Where's Where's Andy? He's the only, probably the only one old enough to remember stick and hoop. <laughs> <laughs> I got stick and hoop. Andy was there when uh, you know they grabbed that femur at the uh, oh monolith. right right, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mo- uh, two thousand one <laughs> joke, everybody. From Deadline, former Disney chief Bob Iger predicts a reckoning for streaming services, linear TV death, and, quote, smaller and scared movie industry, unquote. This one's for you, Matt. I don't... (laughs) Thanks. He says, quote, I don't think all streamers are created equal, bluntly, at the 2022 Code Conference. I don't think they'll all make it. There will be haves and have-nots. The former House of Mouse boss added, predictably praising Disney+, Netflix, and the, quote, deep pockets of Amazon and Apple. I'm not going to make predictions about the others, Iger went on to say, leaving the likes of HBO Max and Peacock dangling in the wind, which everybody knows right now, both of those two are struggling. Uh, you didn't say with Paramount the, Plus? Uh, probably not because Paramount Plus has original content, but yeah. they're, they're, all the Star Trek. they're still... Mm-hmm kind of flipping around with adding stuff it's well, it's, it's it's dragging it's land. the star trek channel. but it's also one of those that you can stream through one of the other streaming services so yeah like we stream it through amazon so we don't have it individually we I, watch it through amazon is it is it like an extra thing on your amazon because yes I, I was just gifted a free year of it through uh why did um, we get amazon so. because it was easier because we already had an amazon account so you just right. like add it to your amazon subscription right. well. You don't have to yet sign up for a whole oh, other thing with a whole other. But I do other. the annual. Mm. I'm gonna. That's another pimp slap coming the end of this month. Oh my god! <laughs> You're getting pimp slapped all over the place. Jesus! <laughs> pay your pay your. Sell some plasma. My god, yeah. I know yeah, my, yeah. my Disney Plus renewal is coming up soon, and that awesome two year deal that yeah, I got I did, I did the at the beginning. Deal too. It was it was so cheap. For two years, and they've increased the price since Actually, was then. Was it three? I think it was three years. Yeah, it was three. That's right, because it was late 2019 that I've subscribed to it. Oh. So yeah, and it's, yeah, it's coming up. It was oh, a three years. Slapped. But that, I, I wish they would do something like that Can again I because that was an incredible money. deal to pre to prepay it up front. Because with the price increases they've done since then, it's going to cost a lot more. Goofy, get to the sperm clinic. Oh, gosh, okay. Anyway, uh, if the survival of the streaming fittest was on the casually attired CEO's mind on Wednesday, so is the future of movies and TV, linear TV, I should say. And the future is bleak from Iger's point of view. Linear TV and satellite is marching towards a great precipice, and it will be pushed off. The man who worked for and ostensibly controlled ABC for years asserted, prophesying... A world of hurt coming. I can tell you when, or I can't tell you when, rather, but it goes away. 
He added with a steady voice, In terms of the big screen, Iger praised the communal experience of going to the cinema and pinned the movie business as far from dead, but stated it was now simply, quote, smaller. I don't think movies ever return to the level they were pre-pandemic, Iger said. No, they never will. Noting the permanent scars suffered uh, since March 2020 saw most of the world shut down from COVID. Competition choice. It replaces movie going, Iger explained, where he believed consumers are actually at despite the best hopes and prayers of many studio heads. This so, is an age of great anxiety, Iger said. So is this all doom and gloom? Has he got any, is he going to no. say anything good? He missed his meds that day. Just saying, because this is an era of great transformation. What he's saying is that the movie, it's never going away, but it's just going to be different. And then the streaming services are going to survive are the ones that are putting a lot of money into original content. Um, Okay. That's why he specifically cited Netflix and Disney Plus and Amazon. uh, Amazon Because Amazon and Apple have been... Apple especially has been putting a lot of money into original programming, and I hate praising Apple for any Mm. reason. Yeah, really. But they haven't been putting a lot of money into bringing other content onto their platform. So... They're putting a lot of time and effort into these original programs, and they don't have a lot, but what they have is pretty good quality stuff. Mm. Yeah, they they got that one show in there for all mankind. I want yeah. to get it just for that, but I'm like, no. Right. I really enjoyed Greyhound, uh, which was an Apple joint, and yeah. uh, that's a movie. And yeah. Yeah. And I've wanted to see that, and I had the, the only Tom reason Hanks I had, Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apple's I've, handicap is that they're Apple, and there's going to be a lot of people who don't like anything yeah. Apple. Like I, well, me. I don't. See, which is why, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to say it without saying it. Yar. For me, Yar. Yar. I would like, because of the increasing number of shows that they have added and now movies to Apple that are Apple exclusives. I would not mind having an Apple TV Plus account. And now that they have opened it up to other platforms, like I can now stream it on my my uh, my uh, Google TV um, dongle there. So... <laughs> <laughs> dongle. The problem is, it just feels like I would be able to blow through the content they have <laughs> Hello. 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 in a very short period of time. And then what do you... Short... <laughs> I mean, We're you know, five years old, everybody. Watch those few exclusive movies, watch those few exclusive shows, and then you're done. Well, yeah, but they also do a lot of rotating. I mean, that's another discussion. I, he's not saying it, or he, you haven't gotten there yet, whatever. But people are starting to bitch about the rotation of I, shows off where it. I cut that out know. because he kind of goes into a whole other. Yeah. Uh, but side like, thing about yeah. how uh, he wasn't specific calling it names, but I'm pretty sure he's, he's referring to HBO Max, where he was talking about you know taking content They're that people to want to watch yeah. and then and removing it. Yeah, ro- I mean because I mean, it's been quote not watched as much. Yeah, well, like, there's there's also they just rotate stuff. Yeah, just to like create the demand and everything, which is one of the bitches about uh, Netflix. About, yeah, and losing losing out on on. Uh, uh, on I'm freezing. Um, solid state, the the physical material. Oh, right. what, physical the, media. Thank you. You know, solid state. I, yeah, dude, I, mean, I was I'm, like locked. DVDs. I couldn't. I couldn't fucking think I, about it. But I am Blu-rays, still physical media, and 
and you know they offer they're offering less and less they're doing more streaming yeah. but then the then the stuff comes and goes i'm still buying physical media as much as i can um i just i pre-ordered recently the star trek the motion picture complete director's edition it's a whole big box set with a whole bunch of tchotchkes and stuff in it mm-hmm. it's like a four disc set and it, sure uh, if you bought the regular one it just it was a single disc but this one has and when they do physical media it's mm-hmm. like that it's big old tchotchke you get a, a special a, a, yeah. a, a yeah, treasure chest edition. full of you know all sorts of shit and it's in 4k so yeah. i mean it's gonna look great uh and i don't know how i missed this but the Volume one of Universal Monsters had already been released as a 4K, uh, and they just put out, or they're about to drop volume two. Mm. So the first one was four movies. The second one is four movies. Mm. I need to get on that and get that yeah. ordered because I know you, know, you like I already have you have a whole those. room full of those chocolate. I do. Things. I really do. But I need to get on that because you know you I just feel name. like knickknack Jeff. Well, I just, I honestly <laughs> feel like if I don't buy it now, it's gone. they're going to just go, oh, well, sales are, sales are minimal. We'll, well just stick to the, the streaming. Tchotchkes and shit. It's mm-hmm. not like you keep that in print. Yeah. Right. You're going to make your, you're going to have your limited run. Right. And that's going to sit in a warehouse. And that's that. Yep. Like that Avengers thing that we have with the Tesseract in it. And it okay, goes it in like, a yeah, metal the, case. The first set. Case. Yeah. I have the I have the Tesseract one. I have the uh, the Power Stone from Guardians that was Phase Two, and, and then they stopped doing that, and they just put it all together as you know single Marvel Phase blah 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 box set, and then they re-released it as the Infinity Gauntlet set, which is like everything in 4K. But <sighs> I was really disappointed because there was supposed to be a Phase Three. Uh, special edition and they never released it so yeah anyway anywho back to well, doom and gloom right well this one's for uh, professor biggs oh. 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 deadline also reports the cw has found its new jonathan kent australian actor michael bishop has been tapped to play the role in the upcoming third season of the cw's superman and lois in a recasting all right you cunt lex luther oh you cunt <laughs> uh he replaces jordan elsass who played jonathan in the first two seasons and revealed he would not be returning for season three what jonathan oh. kent is the son of clark slash superman played by tyler hecklin and lois played by elizabeth tullock Bishop recently made his American film debut with his breakout role in the lead of DJ Maz in the Disney Channel's original movie, Spin. His other recent credits include the role of Teddy in the Australian TV series Grace Beside Me, a supporting role in the feature film Swinging Safari, lead roles in short films Shelter, Skin Like Bark, Detention, Pet Rock, Hunter, and Gatherer, and Indiana. Yeah, I haven't heard any of those. So, yeah, really? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know the guy was I getting replaced. This, I mean, I, yeah. I, apparently, this was just a recent thing. Like, he has some personal thing that he told them that he wasn't going to be able to make it back to set in time for season three filming. And then he said he wasn't going to return at all. And so they recast, which... It's very rare that they do that on TV shows these days. So yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if that's not a good sign for that show going forward, especially since all the other um, Berlaniverse shows are basically ending. I mean, Flash is done after a short version of the season 
this year. Uh, basically, Superman and Lois will be the only one left, but they've established that now as being more or less separate from uh, the Berlaniverse that spun that episode or that that series off. So they've now established it as one of those alternate Earths. So who knows? We shall see. Hmm. Marvel Studios Ironheart has found its latest cast member. On Wednesday, reports revealed that Glow and Sprung actress Shakira Barrera has joined the cast in a, of the series in a currently unknown series regular role. Barrera will join a cast that is led by Dominique Thorne as Riri Williams' Ironheart, with Ant- Anthony Ramos as The Hood and Lyric Ross... Oops, my whole thing just shrunk on me here. Hold on. That happens to all guys once in a while, Jeff. It's okay. I mean, has anyone read Ironheart? No. 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 Good story. Good story. Yeah. 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 Okay. I never read Ironheart. Mm. I know it's about someone who takes the reins, kind of does some kind of. Williams takes the. uh, She gets her own armor. Yeah, she builds her own armor from what. Yeah. And she becomes Ironheart. Because Iron Man and woman and Iron Dog eat, drink, man, woman. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, production of the series is currently underway. The Ironheart Disney Plus series was first confirmed during 2020's Disney Investor Day presentation. The series will follow Riri, a teenage girl and genius inventor who goes on to create the most advanced suit of armor since Iron Man. Snowpiercer writer, playwright, poet, and educator... Chinaka Hodge will be serving as the series head writer with Sam Bailey and Angela Barnes directing. Uh, yeah. Um, I had other stuff to write, but I'm just going to go ahead and skip it. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, the character will first appear in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Mm. Um, director Ryan Coogler is also involved in Ironheart as a producing uh partner is it a movie or is it gonna go straight to it's disney plus series okay. ironheart yeah. is a disney plus series that's good because it, it's good that disney's putting these out as disney plus series because i don't know if i'd see that in the theaters because i have no idea who ironheart is yeah that's it's not a classic hero i mean yeah. i was aware of pretty sure it was invented during the time the marvel movies were coming out right yeah. yes yeah yeah no that it, it, it's yeah recent from the comics and yeah i mean i remember hearing about it but i've honestly never read any of the comics so I well, it's like miss marvel's from yeah. the early 2000s right yep yes yeah, yeah. yeah. she's earlier Same area. she's earlier than that but i'm uh, not not that she's earlier than riri williams but yeah not by much i'm, I'm a little worried generation. about the the next crop of marvel stuff that's coming out like after this because you're getting into people that no one's not not a lot of people have heard of. You yeah. Know? Well, wait till Phase Seven when Irving yeah. Forbush. Who? Yeah. That's a just a that's like a Stan Lee joke. Irving Forbush. Uh huh. Yeah. That's a, that goes <laughs> back to the '60s and '70s. Excelsior. So, yeah. Or uh, I forget his name, but the 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 postman for uh, the Fantastic Four. Oh, the God, what? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is some obscure shit. There. Yeah, and he had a name and everything. He was a named character. X Men are gonna really help inject some fun into the MCU mm-hmm. because there's so damn many characters yeah. there. Yeah, and there's there's a lot. I mean, X Men was the the place where the overarching arc was uh, basically created. Yeah. So, uh, Genosha, 
mm-hmm. all that stuff. Hellfire Club. The yeah. Marauders, mm-hmm. the uh, Mutant Massacre, House of M. I want to see some of like the one-off stuff because I want to see them do Forget Me Not. <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> it's only ever mentioned once. Yeah. But apparently he's been with the X-Men forever. Well, yeah. But know. we just keep forgetting about we it. We just forgot. Which is why it's called Forget Me Not? Yes. Like you turn and you turn away and then, hi, who are you? You forgot. Yeah. You forgot. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what you were saying. Uh, me too. All right, then. Okay. In, in that case, it was something your about something shrinking on you. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. It happens to all of us when Shrinkage. we get older. Yeah. Prepare your coconuts. Wow. Just, uh, just and stop right there. <laughs> what? Let's, let's let that sink in for a second. Prepare your coconuts. Prepare your coconuts. As players will be able to play an official Monty Python tabletop role-playing game Oh, that's soon. even better. Ooh. Monty Python's co-curricular medieval reenactment program. What? Isn't, it's exactly, I read it exactly as it's written. I don't even know what that means. Co-curricular medieval reenactment program. And that's you, what they're calling you it. You just said it twice. So LARPing? And you did it twice as I better will as, get it, uh, Torgo. As, as Torgo. Well, thank you. <laughs> And I still don't know what it means. Go ahead. Is an upcoming role-playing game published by independent publisher Exalted Funeral. Players of this new tabletop RPG will choose between one of 20 character, quote, situations, a replacement for character classes, that range from knights to oppressed peasants. Each situation has five traits, with players making checks using a dice between a D4 and a D20, depending on how silly or serious the trait is. Rolling a critical... Rolling a critical success or failure can trigger, quote, dire consequences that include rolling on a table to determine a range of surreal options. If faced with a deadly fate, players can also choose to sacrifice a member of their retinue, putting them in harm's way. What? Retinue. 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 Uh, Whatever. Uh, (laughs) Retinue. That's Targo. That's Targo right there. Putting, (laughs) Putting them in harm's way instead of dying. That's Monty Python. The game is intended to be played either in a single one-shot or a very short campaign, which gives players more room to allow their characters to simply flow with the humorous and dangerous storylines. Dude, this is whole. Sir Robin ran away, away, Sir Robin ran away. You would know better than I. Uh, the (laughs) The Game Master gets in on the silliness as well as they become the head of light entertainment and are given one of 20 different personalities. The head of light entertainment can make a decision based on the personality they assume as the narrative through the game. Hmm. And they can actually receive letters of complaints, which force a shift in personality as they are, quote, swapped for a new head. More details about Monty Python's co-curricular medieval reenactment program can be found over at Dicebreaker, which broke the news about the game earlier this week. One key to the new game is that its designers wanted to inspire players to create their own Monty Python-esque scenarios instead of simply running through a reenactment of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. What we were adamant about is that it can't just be replication of scenes from movies and TV shows, said designer Brian Saliba. That's all it's going to be, though. That's all it's going to be. In an interview with Dicebreaker, it's more a matter of providing a toolbox of stuff that people can create stories that feel very Monty Python without recreating scenes. Monty Python's co-curricular medieval reenactment program will be funded via Kickstarter, which launches next month. You can sign up to be notified about the game when it launches by visiting the game's Kickstarter page. Okay, 
clearly whoever designed this does not is not designing it for longevity it's going to be a quick fun one-off and then move on with your it's, life yeah it's a party mm. game it's it's meant to be played in short spouts yeah. so you don't have to have a long drawn out well campaign. how are you going to do a monty python campaign for god's sakes right you you reenact the scenes or you play the you play the knights or or you yeah. get drunk and watch the movie <clears throat> there you go that's Actually, pretty much it. it and if anyone knows anything about D&D, if you're running a campaign, everyone always starts out as Lord, like the Fellowship of the Rings. And by fifth level, it's Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah. It's a, it actually sounds like a very meta approach. A very yeah. Monty, Monty Python meta it's approach. It's Tales the Floating Vagabonds. Holy I, I thought it sounded interesting. And I mean, I'm sure elements of it have been done before. But I just liked the way that they put it all together, at least... The way that they were proposing it on here, I mean, what game is that again? Monty Python's medieval uh, co-curricular medieval reenactment program. Uh, yeah. Almost went for yeah, a five. Almost five. Yeah. Almost five times, you threw five him five off, time, Matt. Time, yeah. That was nasty. That was a dick. Move. I had already moved on to the next article, so <laughs> I had to scroll back. It's a gag game. Yeah, well, but still, it'd probably end up being fun. You gotta be. Yeah, that's what they think. It's what you think, but I have played a lot of. <laughs> There we go. Barry doesn't like something. Um, Take a drink, everyone. <laughs> no, do five push-ups. Um, every time I've ever played a, a role-playing game based on existing IP, it's been iffy. You know? Sure. Star Wars. I understand. Star Trek. Yeah. All those. But they're this one, they, they, they sound like they're playing with actual role-play mechanics. You know? Like the whole uh, the different personalities of the game master. Yeah, that sounds interesting. That sounds a little interesting. I thought that that part I sa- thought yeah. sounded interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm going I'm to point something out. He would get letters, which is something that the Jane Austen there we go. Does. <laughs> when you mention that, and you mention, like, I, I hear like the the Bridgerton you, music or the totally Downton Abbey music in the background. Oh shit! You totally lost Barry right there. Oh man! <laughs> I want to play like English chamber music when you start talking about uh. that. Stuff. <laughs> Well, uh, we did lose someone this week. Uh, horror writer Peter Straub, who cemented his place in the genre with works including Ghost Story, The Talisman, and A Dark Matter, has died. He was 79. Straub's son, Benjamin, told the Times, New York, uh, the at Los Angeles Times, I should say, excuse me, he died surrounded by loved ones in Manhattan on Sunday from complications due to a hip injury. Straub's daughter, novelist Emma Straub, posted her memories on Instagram on Tuesday. Peter Francis Straub, the smartest and most fun person in every room he was ever in, 3243 to 9422, she wrote in the caption. How lucky we were. These aren't, there aren't enough words in the world. On social media, she also shared pictures of her parents' wedding, her father with loved ones, as well as his stint on One Life to Live. Also mourning Straub on social media was collaborator Stephen King, with whom he wrote The Talisman in 1984. I didn't realize it was that old. I, I thought it was mid to late 80s, yeah, but 84. No, goes back. Whoop, 84 grief. would be called mid 80s. Uh, yeah, now listen here, you. you I'm just thinking more like with your smart ass remarks. Because <laughs> I, I swear that came out when I was in high school, but that would have been when I would have been in junior. Or no, that would have been grade right. school. God, I am old. Um, <laughs> Middle school? No. Mm. He's old. I like that. I graduated in 84. Jeez no. Louise. Uh, King and Straub's. Uh, <laughs> I totally like that. I was okay. just a man baby in 84. Did, do, you need, do we need to get somebody to read that for you, old no. man? 
Uh, King of Straub's novel is being adapted by the Duffer Brothers into a Netflix series. Torgo is here in spirit. <laughs> it's a sad day because my good friend and amazingly talented write, uh, colleague and collaborator Peter Straub has passed away, mm-hmm. uh, the Shining author wrote. Working with him was one of the great joys of my creative life. Straub was born on March 2nd, 1943 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin to a salesman and a nurse. According to his website biography, Straub taught himself how to read and spent his childhood immersed in fiction, reading about the exploits of pirates, soldiers, spies, and other adventures. Before long, he was coming up with stories of his own. When he was in first grade, Straub was hit by a car and spent several months in the hospital enduring multiple operations. For a time, he needed a wheelchair. It was only intermittently in school. After his near-death experience, Straub attended the Milwaukee Country Day School on scholarship, followed by the University of Wisconsin, from which he graduated with an honors degree in English in 1965. A year later, he received his master's degree at Columbia University and married Susan Bitker. In 1969, the couple moved to Dublin, where he pursued his doctorate and published the poetry collections Ishmael, Open Air, followed by his first novel, Marriages. So he will be missed. Um, clearly Stephen King's going to miss him and he won't get to see uh, the miniseries based on yeah. the Netflix miniseries based on him, him and uh, King's work I, uh, man I just Seven complications years. from a hip injury you know I, just honest, fell. I mean I, I can sympathize my, my, grand, my grandma my grandmother was 91 mm-hmm. she fell and injured her hip and right. Usually stuff was, like that is blood clots and the, the doctor yes. said there wasn't anything like that, but I just know that she was in pain. They couldn't really find anything wrong except for a, a minor fracture, but they said the fracture was healed. But that was that was the beginning and the end for her. Yeah. She just literally sometimes her health that started too. failing. Yeah, they'll be of a certain age, and then one thing, yeah, one thing, and then that just starts the. I mean, it could also relate to the fact that he said that, you know, the multiple operations he had as a child, you know, yeah. sometimes your body just eventually just gives out. Well, so. What a body of work. You know, what a, yeah, you know. absolutely. When Stephen King right. is, yeah. Well, thank you, Peter Strom, yeah. for your time. Absolutely. Thank you for all your, your, your great works that you've gifted us with. And finally, uh, to wrap things up, the mystery of Hush unravels in an exclusive new epilogue in the Batman Hush 20th Anniversary Deluxe Edition hardcover. Written by Jeff Loeb and art by Jim Lee, the 12-issue epic will be collected in the 20th Anniversary Edition releasing October 18th from DC Comics. Hush is 20 years old? Yeah, believe that. Okay, now I feel old. I remember reading that right after I. I remember reading that right after I moved out here. So, jeez, Louise! I thought that was just last week. IGN reveals the 2022 edition, which includes new cover artwork from Lee, featuring Batman and Catwoman, will reunite the creative team of Loeb, Lee, Scott Williams, Alex Sinclair, and Richard Starkings for the all-new five-page story set in the aftermath of Batman 619. Per DC, quote. Ever wondered exactly what happened after Batman Hush ended 20 years ago? This 20th anniversary edition provides the first clues to Hush's fate on that dark night. Pardon the <laughs> pun. It, dark night. Yeah. <laughs> the deluxe hardcover volume collects the complete Hush storyline spanning Batman's number 608 through 619 in an interlude from Wizards Magazine number zero. 
The special 20th anniversary edition also comes complete with bonus features including sketches, character designs, altered art, and annotations by Lee. DC describes the 20th anniversary hardcover, quote, Gotham City is infected by a crime epidemic of all Batman's enemies have emerged to throw his life into other chaos. But little do they know that they're all pawns in the villainous hush, uh, pawns of the villainous hush in an elaborate game of revenge against Bruce Wayne. Pushed past his breaking point, Batman will need to use more than the world's greatest detective skills to uncover the true identity of this mysterious mastermind before it's too late. Along with the enigmatic Hush, the seminal crime thriller also features the Dark Knight's rogues gallery with appearances by the Riddler, Joker, Harley Quinn, Killer Croc, Poison Ivy, Catwoman, and more. In celebration of Batman Day 2022 on September 17th, DC will publish the Batman Hush Number 1 Batman Day Special Edition of 2002's Batman 608, the first chapter in the 12-part mystery. What is Batman Day? I just told you, September 17th, what 2022. Is... Why? It's Batman Day. Why? Because there's a Superman Day. Why can't there be a Batman <laughs> yeah, Day? Yeah, really. Why is there a Superman Day? Because oh, fuck Superman. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> The Batman Hush 20th Why Anniversary does Steve Edition. Why sound like Herman Munster? <laughs> because. He does. Yeah. <laughs> the Batman Hush 20th Anniversary Edition Deluxe Hardcover is available to own October 18th from DC Comics. Another limited physical media release. Yes. Um, I remember when that came out. I remember reading that and just absolutely loving it. Uh, of course, I waited until it was all done before I started reading it because I hate issue by issue stories. Uh, I had to wait till it was in trade to read it just because I, I don't know. I just can't, I can't get caught up in that. Read it one week and then wait until the you know the next month, month later. and then wait another month, wait another month. You know, I mean, I, I like the artwork. Oh yeah, uh, I think Jim uh, Lee. Jim Lee had uh, really hit his high point around that time. I just didn't realize it was so long ago. And he's I, okay. Did. So another Star Trek story. You know, take a drink, folks. Jim Lee and some other comic artists had a special event that they had. Well, sorry, they had a private dinner in our captain's lounge at Quark's, which is our private room. Quark's most famous bartender, Darren, and I've uh, mentioned him on the fours, before on the podcast before, Super Dave. They got to work it. I had to work downstairs by myself that night. Uh, so <laughs> wow, those two guys who are just as big comic book geeks as I am were upstairs chatting it up with Jim Lee and several other comic legends whose names escape me right now. I just remember Jim Lee because I very vividly remember Super Dave running downstairs and showing me a sketch that Jim Lee had just done on a napkin mm. in like five minutes of mm. Superman, which was far better than anything I will ever do in my life if I spent a lifetime drawing a drawing. Mm. And, and then uh, he sneezed into it, didn't he? No. He kept that. He took that home. And then, of course, Darren comes down with a sketch of Batman. He goes, you got to come upstairs and meet Jim Lee. He wants to meet you. And I'm like, he does? I'm like, yeah. So we I go up there. Darren's friend. Friend. He was like, yeah. you're Darren's friend, right? <laughs> no, but they, they took me upstairs. They introduced him to me, uh, introduced me to him. And they said, yeah, Jeff's also a big comic book fan. Stop. Hold on, I, hold on. Hold on. You did something there. I switched it around. Yeah. What'd you, what, what was that? Uh, he introduced himself to me. Or I introduced myself uh, to him. No, 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 no. He said, they introduced him to you. Yeah. 
and then you swapped it around and introduced you to him. Why, why'd you do that? I don't know. No, They introduced him to you. <laughs> Whatever. Bring people to you. There you go, Jeff. Don't get that Put power yourself away. up <sighs> front. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> did you get a sketch? Uh, I did, actually. Um, uh, of course, it didn't get down to me because I had to go back downstairs and work the bar. I think uh, I think Super Dave like held it on held on to it for me and I never got it. So, ah. um, but no, uh, it was wow. it was kind of neat because uh, uh, I went to shake his hand. I said, "Yeah, I'm I'm a huge Batman fan. Uh, you know, I've loved all your artwork." And I, I shake his hand. He goes, "No, no, no, no." He's like, "I'd rather give you a hug." Is that you know what you're telling is touching me? And I'm like, "Okay." Aww. So I got a hug from Jim Lee mm-hmm. instead of a handshake and. Uh, and then he did something which I totally didn't expect. Uh, he gave me ass. his phone yeah. number. <laughs> he grabbed your ass. No, he, he gave oh. me his phone number. He said, you're going to be like, a Comic-Con. He's like, uh, give me a text when you get down there, and, and you know maybe we can hang out. And I was like, what? Uh, I did, did text you? him. I did text him, though, when yeah, we were down there. He answered back, and he told me he was going to be at this spot from this time to this time. But... That's when we were doing press stuff, and I couldn't make it down to where he was at. So that was the one and only time I got to have a text exchange with Jim Lee. So that was uh, interesting. And you're blaming it on the show. I'm not blaming it on the show. We were at a party that we couldn't get out of. It was a press event. So Oh, is it the one where where they were giving away free pirate rum? I don't remember. No, that wasn't Comic-Con. It was Comic-Con. I know my all, all of those parties kind of melded together yeah, after a while because it was clear they were just there to... I mean, they didn't actually bring any of the people that they were talking about. Yeah, there's going to be people promoting this film yeah, or no, this. And it was, you know, you might have an open bar. Actually, the only one that I, that I actually really enjoyed was the um, uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC because we got to play a very early build of that game where you could clearly see that the Mortal Kombat people had put finish moves in that DC nixed because you could execute the move and then all of a sudden there was no animation. Because uh, I remember DC, uh, you know, Warner slash DC nixing that going, yeah, we don't want one of your Mortal Kombat characters ripping out Batman's spine or, you know, you know, you know, that's lasering Mortal- a hole through Superman. That's Mortal so, Kombat. I, that's what I said too. And I'm like, if you're going to put those two properties together you got to have the whole thing and you know warners was like nope and then of course i think it was right after that warners bought mortal kombat so anyway what's your mortal kombat write to us comments at geekshoppodcast.com <laughs> you almost forgot the fucking email that's uh, because i looked away to Look write away. something down and then i got distracted focus. so oh, yeah uh, <laughs> focus was momentarily divided uh, Comments at geekshockpodcast.com. And we'd like to thank the Tier 5 listeners, Jeff Harris, Aussie Matt. Into the microphone, Mary. Mad Martron and Glumly and Microscoop. See, see, I'll I'll, I'll save Microscoop for the the microphone. Microphone Microphone check. You see, I did a thing there. We'd like to thank Tier 4, Fireball, Whiskey Tier members, uh, Deb, Kingvald, Atomic. And Kingvald, by the way, man, thank you again for uh, for the pledges. Uh-huh. And uh, Atomic Gumby. And you're Bald, welcome. Who, you know, we have to respond in, in kind. Bork, 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 sir. Yeah, you're the best. <laughs> and he's going to take away that money. What? No, he'll be giving us the crowners. <laughs> crowners? Oh, my God. Yeah. Crowner? Crowner? Crowner. Crowner. Swedish crowns? We're not getting any of it. Yeah. Getting none Euros? Of 
Because Norway now disagrees with us. Norway? What's this Norway? Do not forget. Save the date. September 16th, 17th, 18th. We will be at the amazing Las Vegas Comic Con. Kirsten will sign your tits. No. Nobody wants that. Kirsten will... You can sign Kirsten's tits. Oh, <laughs> come spin the wheel of fun. Yes. Or what, what, what are we calling the wheel? The wheel of fun. Yes, we are calling the it the wheel of fun. It says it right on the front. Wheel of fun. Wheel of fun, fun not guaranteed. guaranteed. Uh, yes. Uh, it says that on the front, too. I have seen video of said wheel. and the Highly pixelated. Uh, yeah, it was highly pixelated. Um, yeah, was completely part. hard to see wheel. But now I have seen an actual video of yeah. the wheel, and Barry went all out. There it's go. got lights. It's sp- got fun. He spent it's, all it's of the money. It's got a wheel. He spent all of the money you guys have been donating to us on this goddamn wheel. <laughs> it's the yeah, most expensive all of the money, right. piece of equipment we now own. It, wow. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, okay, the fine. booth. Yeah. Well, okay. The booth is a close second. And then the wheel, which is sad. There's a actually. lot more money spent wow. on the wheel than I approved, but you wow. know, hey, what am I going to say? Did you get asked? Uh, did, did, did you approve, Matt? Oh, no. We yeah, needed this. Yeah, yeah. This wheel is great. Hey, I'm a co-producer. I get to say those things, but I was, look at this I was drunk, overruled. Drunk with board power over yeah. here. Like I'm the gonna, board in front of him. He's I'm going to print some new stuff for that wheel and just spin it here, and then we'll, we'll take a video of it, and, and I think that's how we should give up prizes. Yeah. That's not a bad idea, actually. I kind of like that idea. Mm. you got to get, some, get more go. than one use out of that wheel. Oh, we will. We will. But don't fret. This will probably not be the only convention we will make an appearance at. Uh, those will be determined in the near future. But definitely save those dates. Come out and see us at the amazing Las Vegas Comic Con. Um, at some point, we will all be there. Maybe not all at the exact same time. But, yes. Uh, so you'll have to come, come out, out multiple days. Say hi. Uh, see right. uh, actually good friend of Kirsten here's uh, Bonnie Gordon. She's going to be there. Bonnie Gordon. She's uh, She'll be out there. Currently voicing the computer on Prodigy, Star Trek Prodigy, yep, yes. yep. and appearing uh, appearing with the Flux Capacitors in LA. The what? Flux Capacitors. Say it again. I don't know what it is. Flux Capacitors. I know what a Flux Capacitor is. Well, you said is, to say it but again. What, but what is it? What it's is a, it? It's He's a, getting it's a, there. It's a geek band. Okay, thank he you. He was trying <laughs> to elaborate, and you were stopping him. <laughs> but he was going too slow. Oh my god! Oh. Everything honk, is too honk. slow for Move you. Move along. Move along. Honk honk. Get a load of this honky. I don't know how you've uh, ever managed to have a girlfriend. Everything is like, no, no, faster, faster, faster. Come on, come on. No, no, not, not fast enough. We gotta move faster. Everything my, my is like, time snap, is snap, fleeting. Snap. I'm getting older. <laughs> yeah. And I'm older than this you, is so my fuck time. off. Yeah, and I'm catching up, and it's not good. Ooh, I, that's another yes. t shirt. I want a t shirt. A bathroom door. Nothing. A bathroom door. <laughs> yeah. With just the word balloon. This is my this time. This is my time. My time in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is my time. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Come out and see us. And once again, thank you to all the Kofi members. Yes. Uh, we really do appreciate. Thank you, guys. Uh, you keep the Girls. lights on. Gang. You keep the board running. Keep the podcast. That's aggregator right. podcasting for us. Posting for us. <laughs> hosting for us. Are you, well, you're just saying words I, I think he's running out. I'm making, <laughs> I'm making words up because I can't think what just I'm trying you. to say. Thank you very much. Yes. We appreciate it. <laughs> very Except much. for tier three member Aegis Shockey. You're a big doo-doo head. Oh. I just picked someone at random. Oh, okay. 
And you see that? I hope you so. see that button so there random. that stops it? Press it. <laughs> no. Are you telling me to push the button, Frank? Oh, don't yes. push the button. Push the button. Don't push, don't the, push button. the button. I'm not going to push the button. Don't push the button. Who's going to push just, the button? Just keep it going. I We're going to podcast until we just die. We're going to go until it stops. It, hey, at least the button was pushed. The button was pushed. I still remember that 20 minutes we did. and I was like, I'm getting up to push the button. You should not push that. Sit down. Do not push that button.